0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And joining us today is our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan.
1: Hi, guys. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, You can find Ryan online. He has a website, uh, ryanarnoldreviews.weebly.com. And on Twitter and Letterboxd, you can find him. His uh, handle is Arnold underscore at movies. So we have all seen the new film Bottoms. And Matt's going to tell us what it's about.
2: Yeah. So this is, takes place at a high school, and it centers around uh, two friends, played by Rachel Sennett and uh, Ayọ Edibiri. They are uh, uh, lesbians, <laughs> which is germane to a plot here. Um, they each have a crush on, on a different girl, and they also decide to create a fight club at the school. Um partly because there's there's some like i think attacks happening against some of the girls but kind of also because they're hoping their crushes join and they can i guess (laughs) fight slash wrestle with them or something (laughs) um and yeah there's a, a big football rivalry game that's happening like in a month from from when the movie starts and uh one of the girls that uh, our two, our, that are one of our lead characters likes, is dating a, a, a football star um, who's played by Nicholas Galitzine, who was in um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. And uh, yeah, so it's about the trials and travails of of, of these girls navigating high school life. Um, Ryan, what did you think of it?
1: I really enjoyed this movie. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I liked, uh, Rachel Subban, uh, and Emma Seligman's um, first movie, um, that they did together. Um, it came out in 2020, uh, which was Shiva baby. Um, that one was a, a great film. Uh, it was kind of them both. It was, um, Emma Seligman's, uh, directorial debut. Um, and it kind of rate made Rachel Sennett's, uh, uh, pretty famous with, with her acting as well. Um, kind of got her on the map. Um, that one was a, a Jewish, um, uh, funeral where it's kind of like gone wrong. Um, and there's a lot of like anxiety and, and comedy in that one. And this one is a teen sex comedy, which I think they did a really good job, um, and then kind of. Um, spoofing and being a little bit over the top with like late '90s, early 2000 um, high school movies, um, and they kind of parodied off of that a little bit. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. It, it's it's funny, um, and they it, you know it, they uh, did a lot of jabs in there, a lot of good one liners. It, it was just constant you know laughter, and, and uh, I really enjoyed where they took the movie and it, you know, it was, it was always, which is when I thought they, they couldn't get any more over the top, they continued to get more over the top, <laughs> especially the third act where it just kind of goes off the rails and you're, by that point, you're rolling with the film because, you know, it, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, but they all do a really good job. Um, all the actors are really good in this and I had, I had a overall a lot of fun for it. So it, it was a, a big surprise. And it was a, a real joy to, to see in this theater with, with a crowd.
0: Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed the movie a lot too. Um, I really admired the the freedom that they gave themselves creatively. Um, you know, this is set in a high school, but it's not just another movie set in a high school. They they really twist and exaggerate the high school experience um, so that it has. It ends up kind of having a surreal feel to it. Um, everything is so yeah heightened and and exaggerated. It just feels strange. It's a very strange movie. And that's probably what I liked most about it because it manages to be all those things, but it, it is, um, also gets at some truths, which is, you know, how difficult high school can be. And particularly, you know, if you're a lesbian, um, it can be very hard to, you know, find someone to, um, have a romance with. So that's, um, that's what this movie gets to, and I think it, it does it really well. Um, and when, you, when I was thinking about it afterwards, I mean, experiences in high school and the emotions you have in high school, they probably are a little exaggerated. Um, so in that sense, maybe it does reflect a kind of reality. Um, of course, it's raunchy at times. I was expecting that. I, w- I wasn't expecting it to be quite as violent as it was. and It's quite violent sometimes, um, but in a kind of darkly humorous way. Um, so I was able to roll with that fine. I, I liked that. And Rachel Sennett and Ayo uh, Edabiri were wonderful. Um, I, I was particularly struck by Edabiri's performance. She really stood out for me. She's so expressive with her face. And her delivery of lines is so funny.
2: Um, I, I really liked her. Um,
0: so yeah, I, I had a really, really pleasant time.
2: Yeah, I like this movie too. I, I have a few reservations about it, mm-hmm. but... I enjoyed it. Um, I think Rachel Sennett and and Ayọ Edabiri are great. Uh, particularly Ayọ Adibiri, I, I, I really enjoyed her performance. Um, Havana, Havana Rose is is in this. She's one of the objects of desire, uh, and she's she's pretty she's she's pretty good in this as well. I, I did enjoy Nicholas Um He he's playing kind of a stupid jock though. There's not a lot. For his character to <laughs> navigate in, but he does well with what he's given. I really enjoyed Marshawn Lynch, um, who, look, man, I'm not into sports, but I'm told he's a former football player uh, <laughs> and he, he makes a good actor. I, I think he, I heard he ad libbed some of his lines and I thought he was really hilarious in this. I also read a few days after watching it that uh, he took this role to partly make amends with. Um, I guess his sister, when he was younger, his sister came out as a lesbian and he says he did not take it well. And they're cool now, but he sort of wanted to take this take on this role in this movie to sort of kind of help make amends for that or something. So I thought oh, that's sweet. Um, you know, Ashley and I saw this um, together in Chicago uh, on a, whatever it was, Saturday afternoon. And it was um, at a pretty crowded place. The, uh, screening mm-hmm. and uh, everyone seemed to be really, really enjoying themselves, and that that certainly helped with my viewing experience. Um, one thing I think you know, and you've already kind of mentioned this, Ashley, but I think it's really clear to make if you're thinking about seeing this movie, uh, understand that this is not a realistic movie. <laughs> and I saw somebody mention that online, and they got dissed for it. They're like, "Hey, if you're going to Bottoms looking for a realism, you're like setting yourself up for failure or something like that." And I'm like, well, look, look here. I mean, unless you are going to like a David Lynch film or something, <laughs> most people going into a, or Star Wars or whatever, <laughs> you know, you're, you're expecting some sense of realism, probably. Mm-hmm. So I'm just letting folks know ahead of time. This sort of has a really heightened sense of reality. It's very, as Ashley said, surreal. Um, things happen. It's very, I will say this, it's very consequence free. there's a lot of stuff that happens that just wouldn't happen in real life. Or if it did, Uh police would be involved and half of the movie would be people in jail. Right. I mean, and it's weird. I mentioned that because it, it threw me. And I think it kind of colored my whole experience of watching the movie because I, I just for a while there, I was just like, what is going on? Why, why are there no consequences? Why, why are, What what is happening? Um, And and so yeah, that that threw me. One thing I'll tell you, which is complete fantasy land, at least in my school-going experience. And but this plays right into high school representation, like from Greece, is because Greece had like an an end of year big carnival. Right. (laughs) These folks have like a beginning of the year carnival. Like there's a scene where they go to the carnival at night, and I'm like. (laughs) I, no high school that I went to or is in my town has any has had any kind of carnival like that. How about you, Ryan?
1: No, I, we we didn't have any carnivals like that. Um, one thing that I thought was really hilarious, and I and I, I knew that this film was going to be exaggerated, but what I, what really kind of set the tone and like at the beginning, and I was like, okay, this film, this whole film, this whole film was going to be exaggerated. Was the beginning scene one of the beginning scenes when they go into their classroom? And one of the football players is just in the back corner in a cage, just the entire <laughs> class period. I look over at Glenis, I'm like, what is this? Like, like, I was like, okay, this whole movie is going to be like, this. like it's all exaggerated. And the one thing I really liked about it too, was like the jocks. They're all like completely in their football gear. Yes. The entire time. I thought that was hilarious. Like they just like, they would never like leave any of their um, padding or anything. They're like, I thought that was very kind of like poke up on that glee, maybe a little bit, or just even like a teen movie where um, they kind of were exaggerated in those areas. Um, Morson Lynch was great. Like you said, Matt, he ad-libbed some of his lines. I thought even the really shine, especially for this being his first time acting. Uh, I'd love to see him in more movies. Um, Havana Rose Lou did a really good job. Also uh, shout out to Ruby, um, Cruz, who played Hazel. Um, she was one of the friends that, um, helped initiate the fight club with uh, Rachel Sennett and Ayo Abiniri's, know, um, characters. And I thought she really shined throughout the film as well. But yeah, the whole campy tone and just over the top mess was just, was a lot of fun. And if you go into this movie or you find out real quick that it's going to like this the entire time, you'll have to last. blast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I like that example that you brought up with the football players. We all know that in high school, football is considered to be a big deal by a lot of people. <laughs> and the, the football jocks are, are very important people. And this movie just takes that to the nth degree. I mean, they're basically treated like royalty. And you're right, they never take off their, their uniforms and what they can do no wrong. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's the kind of thing that this movie does to poke fun at, at you know, real life high school. But it just does it in this
2: very heightened way. Um, I would be curious to know if, um, because this movie, this movie made, made some money uh, in its opening weekend or open wide opening weekend. But, I mean, it didn't set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure who's going to see it. Uh, I think at our screening and, you know, the neighborhood we saw it in in Chicago. I mean, I don't know how many families or anything live there, but I don't. I, I think it was the youngest people there were, like, 20-somethings. Um, and so I, I'm curious to know if teenagers are going to see this movie, and if so, what they think of it, particularly, like, if any, like, football players. <laughs> because the football players, I mean, they're made fun of, you know. I mean, in this movie, they're, they're ridiculed in a way. Not necessarily, not in the movie dialogue itself, per se, but in this, how they're portrayed. You, you can't help but pick up that they're being made fun of. Um, one question I have, and I've looked online for it, and maybe it's, I'm not Googling it correctly, but I need to know when this movie was set. Because it's not set in modern day. Um, for one thing, I mean, there is one scene where a character uses a, a cell phone, and it's an old, like, look, look like an old Motorola flip phone. Yeah. And, um, and then there's a scene where one of the guys is in his bedroom and he's listening to... It's a funny scene. He's listening to Total uh, Eclipse Total Eclipse of the But, I mean, it's like a Walkman. And, yeah. and you can tell with his headphones, they're not modern headphones. Yeah. So, and also the cars. I was looking at the vehicles. The vehicles are not modern vehicles. So, I was like, well, when is this set? Now, there's a scene where a character references the year 2003, and makes it sound like, you know, it's in the past. So it's obviously later than 2003, but before 2023. And so I don't know, <laughs> Ryan, do you know?
1: No, I, I, I had kind of picked up on that as well. I wasn't really sure. And I think they kind of did that deliberately on like not really giving it a year, but kind of making it like seem like it was maybe older, but not really older <laughs> in a way. It's kind of like what a, a David Lynch film is a good example a lot of his movies you know, have no idea when they're set because they have a lot of like modern but also past things kind of mixed into it which this movie kind of did and I, I think that was just deliberate it was kind of one of those movies just to like not really set a time period on mm-hmm. uh, and, and um, yeah I think I think they did that on purpose
0: gives it a bit of a timeless quality
2: sure <laughs> speaking of that I want to I, I will be very curious to see how this movie ages yeah because it is to me very It's a raunchy sex comedy, kind of like Ryan said, Um, very much in the vein of like those Judd Apatow comedies from, I guess going on 20 years ago now. Um, And those were hilarious in the day and they were like shocking, you know, and they were meant to be like in your face. And then they kind of fell out of fashion and we didn't really have those for a while. And I feel like they're slow. They're, I don't know what to say, they're coming back, but we're getting a few of those now. Like, and this is one of them. And the thing is, is like, when you go back and watch some of those, it's like, what seemed kind of like in your face and funny at the time now just seems a bit dated and maybe not quite so cool, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and this movie I think is very much, I'll be very curious to see how this movie ages. I want to visit, I want to revisit this movie 10 years, 20 years from now and see how how it's how it's done Um, another thing um there's there's a scene in this i'm not going to talk about what it is and then i'm going to do a spoiler but like there's a scene where it kind of bugged me because i the the, there was a negative reaction to it but it wasn't for the reason that i would have thought because I thought to myself, if the gender roles were reversed in this scene, mm. there it, it just it would have gone completely differently in this movie. <laughs> but because the genders were what they were, and, and uh, it, it the particular aspect I thought was alarming wasn't even touched upon, mm. and uh, I have an issue with that. I am I, I, a little troubled by that.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, it's a bit of I think a double standard. Um, and then finally. There's a scene later on in the movie, it's not really a spoiler, um and it, there's this character that all of a sudden showed up in this movie and granted I they may have talked about her before because uh, my hearing's not always the <laughs> best and I I may miss some dialogue. But yeah, the, uh, I think it's uh Adelaide Beary goes and visits this this older woman mm-hmm. and I'm like who is this? What what was there like a cut scene from earlier like that and I don't know, like, but like all of a sudden she just goes visit and visits this woman, and and they have the scene together, and I'm I'm just like, and ultimately I rolled with it, and it you know it wasn't a huge deal that I was I didn't know who this was, but did I miss some dialogue or a scene or something?
0: I don't think you did. It it was kind of yeah, it felt a bit out of place for me. If there's if there's one kind of criticism I have, it's. I don't know that the movie flows particularly well. Uh, it kind of feels a little jumbled at times. And that was, that was an instance where this scene just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if, if this person, if this character was mentioned previously, I, I missed it as well. Yeah. But, but
1: yeah. Oh, I, I agree with that. I, I felt like the beginning kind of took a hot second before it found its footing. And then it really flowed really well, especially with the montage sequences. But like that one character that comes up with IO of an Aries, um, uh, relationship with that character, I, I just kind of flowed with that scene and just kind of just I don't I don't really remember them being mentioned. I might have missed that line of dialogue, but I just kind of thought like, well, they they just kind of know this person they're close to them going to seek help and, and kind of went with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I ended up rolling with it too. But same here. I agree. But I'll I'll say too that the theater that we were at, the people, the audience really seemed to love this movie. There was a lot of Laugh out loud moments mm-hmm. um, for for those people. <laughs> I'll say, speaking for myself, I enjoyed this movie and I had a grin on my face the whole time. I didn't laugh out loud as much as I thought I might. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. The slight, but I like I said, I enjoyed it. I found humor in it, but I was it wasn't laugh out loud funny for me.
2: Yeah, I, this movie had been for me too, you know. Um, and this movie had been super hyped. Like um, there's a um, an account on Twitter I follow. They, they, they do, uh, they have their own film review podcast. Um, and one of them tweeted about how, you know, they haven't, la- they laughed out loud at Bottoms. They love it. They haven't laughed so much in a movie in like ages. So I've, I read that before going in to see it. And, um, when we got our tickets and we were like walking past the ticket taker guy at the, the landmark cinema we were at. He was like, Oh yeah, you're going to see. I mean, this dude talked about (laughs) bottoms like it was the second coming. And so, you know, you get hyped, right? Yeah. And sometimes you got to be careful with that. Uh, because, um, yeah, I mean, you could go into it and have the reaction that our audience had to it, or you could go into the the theater and have the reaction, like at least Ashley and I had, which was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is good. (laughs) It's not sliced bread, but I mean, it's, it's, it's good, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Uh, Any, any further thoughts, Ryan? Uh,
1: Just that um, I think Emma Seligman, um, the director and Rachel Sennett need to continue to make more movies together. Um, They're a great duo. Um, I I read uh, after this film that they worked on this film, writing this movie off and on for about like six years, I think, when they went to NYU together. Um, And uh, I'm really excited to see more of their movies in the future.
0: I agree. I also um, will say that there are some outtakes at the end of the film, which I found very enjoyable. And it's obvious that they enjoy working. All these people enjoyed working together. It looked like a really fun set. So
2: yeah, good, um, good movies come out of that. This it's interesting. Like I, uh, their previous movie that Ryan mentioned, Shiva baby, I, I, I don't know I that was not really something on my to watch list but it is now uh, after seeing this movie so yeah um, Ryan what would you give this out of 10 I'll give it a 8.4 uh, Ashley 7.5 I also give it a 7.5 <laughs> so our score is a 7.8 and that is bottoms <laughs> and uh, Ryan as always thank you again for joining us
1: thank you guys for having me
2: thank you all for listening thank you